my favorite song ever. Hello, folks. Welcome to Bad Sports. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. Hello, everybody. How was your weekend, man? It's pretty good, man. It was busy. I uh, worked Saturday. Went to bed early Saturday night. Uh, woke up, had some bowling today. Did pretty well. We lost, though. That's too bad. It's more of a team effort in losing. The other guys didn't bowl so well. No? No. Did you meet your average? Yes, I did. Oh, well, then, you know, you can only do so much, but even if you do, I, I can only okay. try my best. Yeah, that's cool. I actually, um, I went snowboarding for the first time. Yeah, I remember yeah. you telling me that. I went to Caberfay Ski Resort. How do you feel? Uh, a little sore. That was uh, yesterday, right? Yeah. Ooh, so you're probably, you'll probably feel it even more tomorrow. It's usually how it goes. Surprisingly, I'm not as sore as I thought I would. I was very sore yesterday when I got back. I went to bed really early. Oh, my right shoulder, I could barely lift it. I fell down a lot. I had a pretty... I was I had a pretty bad start to the day, to be honest. Did uh, it really make you not believe in yourself at one point? I wouldn't say not believe in myself. It was just a very... You're like, I'm never going to get it. Frustrating experience because I made the poor decision of getting on the lift right away. Well, how else are you going to get up the hill? Well, I probably should have gone down the bunny hill, to be honest. But their bunny hill was a little too short. I ended up going down that, but it was it was it's for children. So it, was, it wasn't long enough for me. I really needed like a sledding hill to start off to kind of get my grips with it. But... My first time ever, like right when I got there, I strapped him on and I, I just went on the lift and I went with my girlfriend, Diane, my roommate, Pat, and his girlfriend, Julia. <coughs> Julia was on skis. Pat's been snowboarding for a while. Diane just started a couple of years ago. So they're experienced. I'm not. We just had to go down this pretty, uh, pretty big hill, pretty experienced one too. I'm not, I should not have gone down that my first time. I struggled. I was very. They shouldn't have let you go down it. It, well, Diane, that was her first time there, so she didn't know really where we were going. And Pat was just like, "What's going on this one?" And but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get frustrated over that. I just kind of <sighs> took it in stride, and I was very pissed afterwards. I just like, piss, like, humiliated and mad at myself because I was in pain and I didn't know what to do. I, I could like, I was also getting frustrated because I couldn't get up a few times. So, oh my god, that sounds horrible. Yeah, but there are some people, I will I say, they were really... What do you mean you couldn't get up? How couldn't you get up? I couldn't get up, man. I suck. <laughs> I just had a hard time getting up. How do I stand? I have to gra- I have to grab the board with my left hand and push up. I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm fat. <laughs> but I will say the community I'd is like really to go friendly. With I think it'd be fun. When I was on it, when I fell, someone skated by or They whizzed by me and... They were just like, hey, you're doing great. Keep it up. Like, they were just really supportive. Everyone there was nice. It was encouraging. Aw. So, and I did make it down the hill once without falling. That was, I thought that was epic. I was really excited about that. Did Pat try to help you at all? No, he gave me, like, minimum advice. I would have given you a lot of advice. He just said, uh, your edges are your best friends. So, like, the edge of the board. That's not good enough advice if you don't know how to use your edges. Yeah, I have no idea. But. We can go together sometime. I had fun at the end of the day. I don't think I don't see myself really. Not that I'm like a teacher or anything, but yeah. Oh, I will say I I did see this kid like cruising down the hill on his skis. He was like maybe ten years old, and I was sitting there waiting for Diane. I was trying to catch a video of her, and he was coming down, and I ended up like moving out of the way a little bit, and he wasn't stopping, and he hit the safety net that they have set up because the there's a building right there, and he just hits this. safety net and he gets he flips over and his skis get caught and he's just dangling from his feet upside down and everyone was help me and no one was helping him everyone just stood there on their phones and just chilling and i went around i felt bad so i went around and helped him and then he was just like can't you just don't like take him off like dude i don't know how to do that and i didn't i was i laughed i was like dude i have no idea what i'm doing i'm it's my first time here so i took it off and he just got up and left he didn't even say anything what a jerk. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's 10-year-old. Sounds player. like a skier. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I definitely saw some interesting groups of people, just characters at the ski lodge. It's kind of inter- it's 
fun. This I'm hoping to go next weekend. Which one do you go to? Do you go all the way up to Cabo Cabo Really? I have a season pass. Nice. How often do you go up there? I haven't been up there once yet. When's the the last time you went up there? Last season. Really? But I went up to to Nubs like last week, which is the best one in the Lower Peninsula. Okay. And that was a blast. One of these days, one of th- I'll I'll get into it. I could see myself doing it, but Cabriface is really not that far. It's like an hour forty-five. Damn, Nubs I is know, like three dude. and a half hours. I know that's what Diane tells me. Not, yeah, Cabriface is not nothing. that far. That's less hour forty-five. Oh, sorry. Well, no, yeah, it's not two hours. It's like an hour, hour and a half, hour forty-five. Yeah. So that wasn't bad, but that's my snowboarding story. That was a good one. I wish I could have seen it. You did invite me, but I was not able to go. Yeah. I'm sure we'll go again. Yeah. Sean White. Oh yeah. Damn, I forgot. What's That's up? okay. We'll we're, we'll roll with it. Uh, I remember where the story was right here. Speaking of snowboarding, Sean White finished third at the Lax Open in Switzerland, marking his first podium finish since he won his third Olympic gold medal in 2018 and all but cemented his spot at next month's Winter Games in Beijing. Hell yeah. Uh, He says this Winter Olympics is going to be his last one. That's, you know what? Kudos to him. Shout out. He's had a hell of a career. Um, Yeah, I remember watching him growing up. Being very good at multiple sports, snowboarding and skateboarding, um, you could he was he was one of the athletes like Michael Phelps you could always count on. Absolutely, to like at least podium. Always, he was just money in the bank in terms of gold medals. It was unbelievable. We were kind of spoiled in terms of our Winter Olympics. We were just getting to watch him every year. It was exciting. You just knew he was going to kill it. He's always coming up with new tricks. Um. He will be missed. Stuff that looks like it should only be done in video games. Absolutely. It's kind of, now that I went snowboarding for once, I have yeah, such like, an appreciation for it now. Like, that's insane. The amount of, like, balance and also, like, Just, like, body control, aerial body control. You have to be so confident in yourself every time. He will be, a, he's, he's a legend forever. Best to ever do it. One I of think. the best American athletes, too, I think. I, I mean, like, I know that's a very controversial one, but, like, in terms of, like, consistency. Not like, uh, like physically, but like just his accomplishments. They're pretty superb. So let's just let's dive into the NFL. It's playoffs, baby. Let's playoffs. Go. Let's oh, go. I like playoffs. Best football of the year. This is where all like everything's on the line. We'll just we'll start off with the game we just watched. We just finished up the 49ers Dallas game, and you that know. Ended in a- in weird fashion. I didn't like the ending. I wasn't happy about it. I'm not even a Cowboys fan. In fact, I'm a Lions fan, and I I kind of hate the Cowboys, but I, I hate everything I'm they stand to, for. I'm starting to like their personnel, though. I like Dak. I like Kellen Moore. I know I don't – you know, John Jones seems like he's a really good owner, even though I hate the Cowboys. Either way, they kind of got screwed in the last play – Dak Prescott, well, the second to last play, Dak Prescott scrambles with, like, 14 seconds left. They have no timeouts. He scrambles for, like, a first down. And then they go to spike it, but before they could spike it, the ref... Hmm? Lions reportedly bringing back Golden Tate. No breaking news. Holy crap. Sorry, folks. Breaking news. Breaking news. Adam Schefter... He's says head coach Dan Campbell makes his first free agent signing of 2022. Lions reportedly bringing back ex wide receiver Golden Tate on a one year, $2.1 million contract. Extra incentives to be decided per sources. What? That's exciting. I always loved him. Hey, as man, a Lion. I'm on Ross St. Brown, their first round pick last year. He reminds me a lot of Golden Tate and having both of them. And I also like the addition of Josh Reynolds. Sorry, folks. I'm a Lions fan. I'm going to talk about this for a second. Yeah. That's super exciting. Um, That's very cool. I think Golden Tate's still That's got our it, first too. breaking news story of the show. Yeah. That's a good one. Breaking news. We got to get a bite for that. Yeah, we will. Anyways, back to the Cowboys. So the ref, before Dak Prescott could get the ball off with four seconds left, 
they go to snap it, but this ref, the one who was in charge of getting the ball, they show the top down screen. The guy was like, like hundred yards away, so he comes from out off screen to like running, sprinting from like forty yards out, and by the time he gets to the ball. He bumps into Dak Prescott in the center and well, like kind of stumbles. It looked like the center when he put his hand on the ball moved it. Yeah, well, he had to move it, to back, move it back, like a yard or something. He had yeah. to adjust it, but he bumped. He was very clumsy about it, and him bumping in to Dak Prescott took like two seconds off the clock. Yeah, that was pretty weird. And Cowboys fans were jaw dropped, like they were just standing there, uh, they, like in disbelief that their game ended like that and shanahan i'm not gonna lie it looked like he was cackling he was <laughs> laughing his ass off he didn't give a fuck well i mean the, the likely rules is rules many. that was their absolute last play oh, i was very bummed i wanted to see Dak prescott get one more chance they had a great drive moving down so so even surprisingly they got the ball back with 30 seconds left. yeah 49ers win 23 17 and we'll uh, let's jump into the playoffs. Let's just talk about the scores real quick. Uh, a lot of good games. Tampa Bay and Philadelphia played today. Tampa Bay won 31 to 15. Tom Brady 29 for 37, 271 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts 23 for 43, 258 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and one of those interceptions was in the end zone. Uh, fun fact, Mike Evans became the sixth player in NFL history to record eight consecutive 1,000-yard seasons, joining the likes of Jerry Rice with 10, Tim Brown 9, Marvin Harrison 8, Chris Carter 8, and Torrey Holt 8. It's good company right there. Absolutely great company. All of Hall of, They are all Hall of Famers except Torrey Holt, although he is named a finalist for Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 22. It will be his third straight year as a finalist. So, and Mike Evans has a championship to his name. This dude is like, in a span of like two years, he's be, he's established himself as a future Hall of Famer already. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy he's got Tom Brady. I'm not really a Tom Brady fan like you are, but I'm very happy to see Mike Evans get a quarterback like Tom Brady. I think that this combo between the two right now are going to be something we're going to look back at as being one of probably – Tom Brady's best receiver he's ever had. You think so? Arguably. I know Randy Moss is a GOAT for sure. I don't think he, was respect, it Randy Moss really in his prime when he was with? No, he wasn't, but I don't want no, I don't want any disrespect against Lost. him. But my I think Mike Evans might be the this might be the best receiver Tom Brady's ever had. And like Antonio Brown, but Mike Evans is reliable. He's not he's he's there. You can really count on him to not quit the game at the halftime. I mean, eight seasons, 1,000 yards. That says it all about him. Let's move it on. Let's talk about last night's game, Mark, and I know you're excited to talk about it. Uh, New England versus Buffalo. The Bills Mafia just never disappoints. No. They're, they do. they're turning me into a <laughs> fan. I don't know. I, I, how do you hate the Bills Mafia? They're so fucking... Uh, so Josh Allen goes 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. Really impressive stat line, if you ask me. Absolutely. Um, Mac Jones, 24 for 38, 232 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, the Patriots really didn't have much to celebrate the whole game till late in the third quarter. Uh, Kendrick Bourne scored to make it 33-9. to nine. Uh, And then when all of a sudden a dildo miraculously makes it into the end zone from the stands. You know, I saw this play live, and I'm not going to lie, I thought it was a flag because it looked kind of yellow, and it was just – couldn't see it clearly. They come in all different colors, man. But I, I just saw an object on the field, and I was like, oh, there's a flag on the play. And I was waiting intently to see what the penalty was, and it never came. And I was like, oh, maybe he picked it up? What was that? And I I went on with my life thinking that they picked up the flag. What do you think they pick it up with? Do you think they pick it up with gloves? Do you think they have like, like one uh, of those grabber things? Do you think the refs even use? touched it? I don't know. They probably got some guy. Yeah, hazmat crew get the janitor. More some volunteer um, from the sideline. Probably the Patriots Twitter account tweeted a clip of the touchdown. The 35-second clip had the aftermath, which included Bourne pointing toward the sex toy that was thrown from the stands. The Patriots deleted the original clip and instead posted a 10-second version that cut off just after the catch. Oh, my God. What a throw from that fan, too. You almost wish they had it on camera so you could give them their, their props. Do you think it was a guy or a girl? Hmm... 
It's a pretty good throw. You know, it's, I, I bet people assume can't be that hard guy. to throw a dildo though. I don't know. Don't underestimate women. You know, they. No, I'm not. Maybe this is uh, the Bills Mafia's version of like the Red Wings octopus. It could be. How do you sneak that in though? Where do you put it? Inside pocket for sure. Your inside pocket. Maybe they. Your inside of your pocket. No, your inside pocket. Inside pocket. How else would you sneak it in? Mm. You think they really put it in their pants? I mean, sort of. I don't know. I mean, I'm speechless. Bill's Mafia. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, the yeah. first I've heard about it, too. <laughs> now, so. But that's not the first time that they've thrown a dildo. Did you know that? No, I it didn't. It happened in 2019. So it is a tradition. It's now it's a becoming tradition. a tradition. I guess now it's a tradition. Well, yeah, it happened in, I think, 2019. Stay classy, Buffalo. Um, <laughs> good luck. I'm rooting for them. I hope they, uh, I'm sure they'll go to the AFC championship. I think they will. But it's going to be tough. There's a lot of competition, you know. So let's move on to the next game. We're going to talk about the one before that, which took place on Saturday Las Vegas versus Cincinnati. Excuse me, Cincinnati won 26-19, intercepting the ball on the last play with the Raiders in their end zone. Derek Carr threw a pick, and it looked like it was triple coverage. It was tight coverage, and it just didn't really look like it was going to be a touchdown anyway. So it was on fourth down, like a couple seconds left. I'm, you know, I'm. he's not the worst quarterback. I know he's a – He's a decent quarterback. I'm just kind of having doubts of him now. What do you think about Derek Carr and the Raiders' situation? Um, I mean, he performed pretty well all season, didn't he? He did. So, that's a good – yeah. He did ha- have some challenges. I mean, he had a one bad pick. I mean, it ended but up – But it, it all comes down to that one bad pick, though. It sucks. Do you think – I don't know. I don't think his job is in jeopardy. I actually don't think it is either. They really don't have many options out there, and they're not going to have a good pick to get a quarterback if there was one. They're probably going to stick with him a little bit, but real blows really nice the Raiders. Guy, that makes you feel better. That makes me feel better Like when I hear the athletes that I like. I can respect really good that. People. I heard he's a good leader. You know, I, I'm rooting for him. I just Seeing that pick, I'm just like, come on. Just, I was disappointed. I'm like, come on, Derek. You're better than that, man. He's made... I've watched him make clutch plays before. Like, I remember against the Chargers, he had some uh, touchdown with, like, no time left. It was insane. So, um, shout-out to Cincinnati. They broke a 31-year playoff streak. That's older than me. Losing streak. Like a drought, playoff drought. They broke it. And Joe Burrow's legend now in Cincinnati. He's in Cincinnati lore for forever. For sure. He's on it's his a way fun to, game to watch too. He's on his way to LeBron status, man. If he keeps winning. LeBron James. So yeah, shout out to the Bengals. I'm excited to see how far they'll go. I think they're gonna go pretty far. They have a chance to, uh, you know, if the dice roll the right way, they could find themselves themselves in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Also, uh, the big show. Let's talk about tomorrow's game. Monday Night Football, Arizona versus the Los Angeles Rams. The question is, will Stafford get his first playoff win? Mark, how do you feel about that as as a Lions fan? Mm, I mean, I guess I would just have to be happy for him. It'd be bittersweet. Absolutely. I, I, I believe I'm leaning towards the Rams. I'd like to see that the Cardinals win too, but I want to see I the mean, Rams win more. I mean, Cooper Cup's having a great season, and so you'd, I – You'd want to see them at least make it sort of deep into the playoffs. I mean, number two receiving yards for a single season of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Just shy behind Calvin Johnson. He almost got Calvin Johnson's record. I'm glad he and did. they have a record. They have an Shout extra out game, Bill, too, Johnson. though. Shout out to Calvin Johnson. Remember, he's probably listening. He's probably listening. He's he's a, he's a big fan, I heard. Yeah, I think he, I, I think he <laughs> Megatron. I about it the other day. He set that record with 16 games, and Cooper Cup had 17. So, Doesn't, not they to got to put an asterisk there. They should, I think. So, I mean, if, I'm, if still, he broke the I'm still a fan of Cooper Cup. I think he's a great receiver, and I think him and Stafford are gonna 
keep breaking records if they if they remain teammates, which I'm sure they will. But tonight, tomorrow's game is going to be a big factor of that because the the Rams spent a lot on Matt Stafford, so we'll see if it paid off. I I imagine they're gonna they're not gonna get rid of him if they don't make the playoffs. No, no way. They're you think they're pissed, just going to cut man. these quarterbacks dry? They have everything they in line for Matt Stafford. This is where all their entire contract that they had him sign, it's all coming to this moment because they have the defense for him, they have the coach for him, and they have the weapons. He's got weapons. It's all on Matt Stafford if he can deliver. I hope he does. But it, we're talking about the Cardinals. They got Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins. Strong defense. Uh, solid defense. They're... It's going to come down to Cliff Kingsbury, their coach. He's going to have to really prove himself in the playoffs and prove that he can win. <coughs> Otherwise, uh, they can only put up with him so much. I mean, I'm sure making the playoffs is good for his record there, but the question is, is he underperforming? I think the Cardinals probably – I'm pretty sure their fans like him. When I look into their community groups, they seem to talk – a lot of good things about him and praise him, but I am not satisfied with Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's under he's underperforming. So we'll see who wins. I want the Rams win. I think the Rams are gonna win. And yeah, that's all we got for the NFL. We're gonna take a quick break, folks. So you're listening to Bad Sports. Don't go anywhere. The Seattle Kraken and Vancouver Canucks are giving a medical student $10,000 for her tuition after she saved the life of Brian Red Hamilton, the Canadian the Canadian team's assistant equipment manager. The woman, identified as Nadia Popovici, was seated behind the Canucks bench, according to Hamilton. As the team was leaving the bench, the woman knocked on the glass to show Hamilton her phone, on which she wrote a message telling him that the mole on the back of his neck was cancer. Hamilton said he later got the mole checked out after the woman's message prompted him to get some preliminary guidance from the team's doctors. Hamilton said they didn't like the look of it, and when he went to his doctor, he learned that it was malignant melanoma. No shit. Scary. Shout out to Nadu. Yeah, that stuff scares the hell out of me whenever I hear stories like that. That's why I get so paranoid whenever I have, like, a, I don't know, like a, a war or... Just anything. You get a lot of warts. Like, no, but like anytime there's like a growth or like a, it's just a bump, I'm like a mosquito going bite. To the doctor like, for nothing, dude. My toes on my left foot have been asleep for like five days. I'm not gonna make an appointment. Doctors are scary. Mm, you should probably get that checked out. It's debatable. Doesn't hearing stories like that make you concerned? That's not a mole or anything. It doesn't matter, but like, well, I'm not gonna say you should be paranoid, but you know. You know, definitely maybe I'll get stay aware at it. Maybe I'll get looked at. I should go Depending to the doctor's on how this podcast more. goes. I haven't either. been to the doctor's in a long time, so Me I neither. guess I can't really say much. But pretty sure my doctor's retired now, and I need a new one. Yeah. Anyways, back to the NHL. So that was actually a Vancouver Canucks fan, correct? No, it turns out she's a Seattle Kraken fan. She is a Kraken yeah. fan. Okay. All right. That was actually the Kraken's first ever home game in their new arena. No way. Mm-hmm. $10,000 is really going to help a medical student pay off one-tenth of her loans. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, she's got a long way, but that definitely helps. Yeah. So Seattle is in second place. Or sorry, oh, my God, they're second to last place of the Western Conference. So they're not having the best year. It is their first year in the NHL. They are 10-22 and 22 with 24 points. But on the plus side... They are outperforming three teams, Arizona, Montreal, and Ottawa. Arizona is still under 10 wins at the bottom with 19 points. Montreal has the least amount of wins at seven. And Montreal, by the way, just a reminder. I like to watch Canadian teams struggle. 
they have the most Stanley Cup championships, so they were like the titan of but the sport. Those are like really old wins. They are. When they were like very six teams old back then. wins. They have a. They have so many. They have such a wide margin between anybody else. But now they're at the very bottom, and it's kind of. Uh, they also they were second place last year. They went to the Stanley Cup champ Stanley Cup Finals, so it's just kind of shocking to see how bad they're doing. So. Keep your heads up, Montreal. Next, we're going to talk about the Edmonton Oilers center, Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl. right to me. Tied for points with Connor McDavid at 53. Also leads the lead league in goals at 26 over Ovechkin, 24. Ovechkin, always coming through. He is. He's a, it's just like a, a player that I've watched just consistently be at the top his whole career. He's a veteran. He's always he's a favorite. He's been in the league for so he's, long, and he's still performing at top tier. He's like the reason elite. why I play with the Capitals when I play NHL. Just so does Pat. So I can play with him. I play with the Islanders. Comment I'll on also the play episode with, what team you play with in the NHL. I'll play with the Oilers because I like McDavid as well. It's I want to see McDavid and the Oilers and Dry Settle. I want to see them succeed. I want to see Edmonton come back to their glory days with Gretzky. So... Keep an, keep your eye out for the Oilers. They're they're on a, they're kind of struggling a little bit, but they got some great players, a lot of young talent. Also, the New York Rangers goaltender Igor Shesterkin leads the league in goals against average with 1.99 and save percentage at 0.939. Toronto goaltender Jack Campbell right behind with a 2.02 GAA and a 0.935 save percentage, which those guys outstanding performance glad to see the new york rangers get a, another great goaltender and that's all we got for the headlines in the nhl let's shift over to baseball let's just talk about the lockout for a little bit not not too much to go on about here but there was some updates in the lockout it's six weeks in and there wasn't very much progress until thursday the mlb made its first labor proposal and Apparently, the players' union was not amused, and it, it was kind of pushed aside. There, not many people are thinking much about it. So this is kind of this is putting the spring training in question, and quite frankly, the regular season, which is supposed to start March 31st. I think it's going to be delayed. I don't see this coming to an end soon. They, the players' union, doesn't seem to be budging. And Mark, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, no. What is it that? What is it? Is it exactly that they want more so, money for for rookies or? Yeah, essentially, the players' union is they want more money for their players sooner. They want their players to get paid more. They even want to bump up the minimum salary, which is five hundred seventy thousand dollars. They want their young stars to get paid sooner and more because right now that makes sense. You have to wait till wait six yeah, years. Yeah, six to reach years free in the agency. Lead, right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then that's when you get your I big contract three, too. Six. And I I agree with that. I think they should get paid sooner, especially if they're a superstar at a young age, like in season yeah, I think one the or NHL's two. NHL's minimum salary is only three years long. So a couple notes: they want to change the free agency to an age minimum of 29 and a half. They want that to be set at the limit where you can become a free agent. And they also want to substantially lower last year's $210 million luxury tax threshold. Now, folks, I'm just touching up on this. I'm actually, I'm not a lawyer. I have a hard time really understanding a lot of this stuff. But to me, it sounds like the teams, the team owners, they are being very greedy and the players union is trying to get their players more money but I think the players deserve it more that's personally how I feel about it I just I'm I just think the owners are there's something going on I don't think I don't really think they're being very genuine to their players so we'll see how this plays out hopefully it doesn't take too long but we will see we'll keep you informed any final thoughts Mark nope let's just hope the rich get a little bit richer I guess so we can watch baseball yeah, that would be a damn shame. All right, John Boy's going to take a big hit if there's no baseball season. I'll tell we, you what. No, and we love John Boy, so he'll he'll dig it up though. He'll find a way. There's so he's much film be to dig a lot in. Of back alley baseball. 
No. Do you ever see those wiffle ball games he plays with his other? No, but I've heard wiffle ball is making a really big comeback. I think it would be fun. I don't want to. I don't want to throw that ball like that. It seems like throwing that light ball that hard would hurt your arm. You know, I'm all about safety, so I'd probably like it more <laughs> than baseball. I'm not yeah, good. I'm all at, about like, safety. I don't like throwing projectiles at that. each other. I wish I didn't hear that, but I just heard that. So you know, baseball it doesn't seem like it's that dangerous, but dude, one. One clock to the head with that baseball. You're yeah, done. dude. And then you, yeah. Just a concussion or like being a pitcher. My God, I could not stand up there on that mound while they're just hitting a ball 100 miles an hour back at you. I don't want a guy throwing a ball 100 miles per hour at me. No, me neither. Like, he could just have a bad pitch. And then next thing you know, you're learning how to walk again. Right? Yeah. Be right in the back of my neck. That one Giants player, he's like, his eye's gone. He doesn't have, like, it's he just lost gone. His vision. Yeah. No, it, like, it's swollen up. But, like, they never found it. <laughs> what I'm saying is baseball doesn't really get the respect it deserves when it comes to toughness and physicality because it is it's fuck I think it's dangerous as fuck. But I think besides golf, it's like the hardest it would be the hardest professional sport to play. Like to hit a hundred mile per hour, even like a like it just is to insane. be able to make contact with for yeah. me anyways, but absolutely. I was never and to even throw that player. that fast. No, for sure. So that's all we got in MLB. Now we're going to shift over to the NBA, which is not much news. We're just going to talk Be about that. playing basketball. We just want to give a shout out to the Grizzlies. Let's touch up on them real quick. They just got off an 11 game winning streak, they lost to the Mavericks. But some of their wins include the Warriors, Suns, Nets, and Cavs, which I thought, you know. I think the Grizzlies are on a real strong uh, trajectory to success in the third West. Pretty strongly. I think they're going to do it. The, the fact that they're on this 11 game winning streak shows that their momentum carries far. And I think they, I think John Morant's going to go off in the playoffs. He's got a lot man. of bounce, man. I love He's watching him dunk. Super exciting to watch. He's an up and coming superstar. He's kind of going to be the, he's like the next generation. So I'm happy to see that. That's all we got right now. The Warriors, Suns, and uh, Bulls are dominating. Lakers are struggling. Uh, tune in. We're going to follow the NBA a little bit more once the NFL wraps up. And our next story, we got one in motorsports, which I have. This is incredible. So this Turkish F1 esports sim racer, Cem Bulukbasi, he will be joining the F2 grid for Shuru Racing System this year. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. So he started playing by playing video games. Yeah, so an eSports sim racer is someone that races the F1 game, like, for professionally. They, there's teams. I still can't believe that's uh, a thing. F1 teams They told me video games would get me nowhere. F1 has their own eSports team, so, like, every single F1 team, like Haas, Didn't Ferrari, they start that when it was, like... Red Bull, they had, like, they all... How long have they done this, they, they control their F, their eSports team, which it's more promotion for them, so they do that. And they hire these sim racers, and this kid from Turkey, Cem Bulukbasi, no, no. he just signed with an F2 team. The reason why we're talking about this is because he is the first from his country and from the world of sim racing to step up to F2. This is the first time a, a sim racer is making that. I just imagine him uh, having just a big wad of bubble gum and a Mountain Dew energy drink in his car just like when he would race from home in his <laughs> esports. Yeah, right. This is a big wad of bubble gum and a bag of Cheetos. Just a gamer eating candy. <laughs> no, he looks like he's pretty serious. He's young too. He's so he's uh Chen was born in Istanbul and he's twenty three years old. He joined the F one esports series in two thousand seventeen, contesting for the championship that season and the next. At the end of the two thousand seventeen season, he had a dominant win in Spa, which is on YouTube. You can check it out if you want. It was pretty awesome. Which that really solidified his reputation in esports. And then in his third year in two thousand nineteen, that came to like he still competed but he also joined the GT4 European Championship for a few races. He went on to race two full seasons in G4, 2020 and 2021, scoring two wins in the Pro-Am category. In 2021, he began focusing on single-seaters and entered into, into the F3 Asian Championship. 
He also won his debut race in Euro Formula Open, winning the Hungaroring, which is the circuit in Hungary, and later his second in Spain, finishing fifth overall. And F2 will be starting at the end of March. So, you know, if you're a fan of sim racing, keep an eye out for Chem. I'm rooting for him. I think it'll be fascinating. I think this is really huge for the gaming world because this is someone that, and for motorsports too, just because this shows you that there are people out there who might not have the finances to get into motorsport that still have the skill. And like when VR and sim racing, all these simulators coming out, I think they're going to open up that barrier between talent and money where I like to think that someday there's going to be like a Madden VR game where there might be a kid who's a great quarterback, but never got a chance in college. You know, I don't know if it translates like that. No, but imagine if it got that good where it could be pretty cool. But I think you need to actually throw a football in order to like throw a real football in order but they already got it mastered with sim racing, so if they could find a way to master it with like other sports like soccer, football. Here's they have pretty cool baseball swing trainers for stuff yeah. like the Oculus. And golfing, golfing yeah, VR. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's kind of getting up there. So, But again, with like the throwing, the, the throwing's probably, like the mechanics, in order to get the throwing mechanics, you have to throw the ball. I know what you mean. And like it's, it's kind of weird when you're not actually doing it. So, yeah. That concludes our news for F1. Uh, Mark, I see you have some obscure sports you want to talk about. Yeah, man. Have you ever heard of something called chess boxing? Chess box? Not no. Not the hit Wu Tang song called "The Mystery of Chess Boxing." Although that did bring the sport some attention in 1993. Uh, chess boxing is exactly what it claims to be: a merging of the intellectual elements of chess and the physical demands of boxing. Sport takes the two the two extremes of endurance and blends them together to determine who can prevail in a battle of the mind and body. During the chess phase of the fight, a winner can be decided through a checkmate or by a fighter exceeding the time limit. So basically, a fighter can't just dilly-dally around and wait to get to the boxing segment to where he can really, okay. ba- to where he can really get to nerd bashing. Um, and then, obviously, it can be won in boxing by a knockout or a ref stoppage. You know, I could appreciate that rule because it tells me that they still have a passion for chess. And they're like, no, 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 you need to, you you need need to, to play. Yeah. You can't just box. And I love that. But I'm wondering, like, is there a guy who's really good at chess and boxing? Because I feel like a boxer would just, like, I feel like a boxer could weather a three-minute round of uh, a three-minute round of chess just to beat up a nerd if he wanted to. Sure. I, you know, I feel like they are they have to be good at both. I mean, why they, they came up with this sport. I'm sure they're I bet it's way like, easier to learn chess than it is to learn to box. That's it. So I feel like question. boxers have an advantage. Should we do a poll about that? We could. Is it easier to box or chess? Because, you know, I don't know how to play chess. Maybe we will. If we get enough subscribers. If we get a thousand followers on Facebook, we'll do our own chess boxing. Yeah. How about that? I have a chess board. I got to play chess. Yeah, I got to learn too. Honestly, I think. I'm going to. So chess is interesting. beat you the fuck up. Well, no, we have to do this. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. We have to chess box now. That is correct. Um, you know, I I don't know how to do either, so I can't really say, ooh, chess is, you know, more difficult, because boxing is also extremely difficult and physically demanding, so it's not just, like, mental strength. You need to, f- you need to be fit to box correctly. We need a ref. Who's going to ref? I think I know a guy who could ref. Who's that? I don't know. I'll, we'll talk about that later, but... I think chess. No. So you think boxing is more difficult? I think it's harder to learn to be a good boxer than it is to learn to. I'm just saying I feel like a good boxer who's even decent at chess could survive the chess part long enough to get to the boxing because it starts with chess and the last round is also chess. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of boxing in between the chess. So if the boxer could just weather like even just like weather one round of chess and then he can just beat up the chess player but what if the chess player is good at boxing well like I said boxing is physically demanding so if you can't knock him out right I mean, you're going to get exhausted chess players are known to break a and good mental sweat but have they ever been punched in the face 
I can't imagine how difficult it would be to get take a like. And can you play chess after being punched in the face? To just eat a haymaker. Can you play chess after standing, being punched? So in you the gotta nose? play chess after like fucking getting. You're just clogged. Oh, and there's a minute minute breaks in between each round. You're just bleeding from the nose, and you're just staring at and the then board. Then you're just like, uh, checkmate, and then you win. So just survive a few haymakers, but I feel like that could be. A movie or a show. I feel like it should be way bigger than it they is. They did Queen's Gambit. They should do one on chess boxing, though. I'd be tight. I'd watch <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So if we get a thousand followers on Facebook, we'll do a chess boxing video. Keep that in mind. So, do you want to talk about the Winter Olympics for a second? Not really anything specific, but sure. What I was thinking, what sport do you think? Should not be in the Winter Olympics. Like, what's the most... What one do you hate the most? Are we doing just winter? Let's do just winter since it is the season. Yeah. Well. Do you want me to start? You should start because I can't really think of any on the top of my head. I've got a couple of them. I've got a couple of them. Okay, go ahead. My first one is is the double luge. Just because... Double luge. Okay. Can I show you a picture of the type of... The type of sled, yeah. Pull up, pull up. Winter Olympics double luge. Okay. And you just look how uncomfortable this looks to be in. <laughs> I mean, the luge is already strange enough to begin with, where it looks like you're really not even doing anything on the sled. So I've always wondered what was so difficult about it. Uh, and then the doubles luge is the same thing, but it's just two, oh, two. No. It's just two losers <laughs> laying on top of each other, <laughs> no. nut, nut to butt. <laughs> and they're just flying at seventy miles per we'll hour. We'll post a fig- we'll post a picture on our social media. So they're spandex suited athletes rocking. I don't like that. Track, laying on top of each other. Yeah, it's got to be so uncomfortable. Who would you rather be, the guy on bottom or the guy on top? Definitely the guy on bottom, <laughs> dude. What? I ain't good. What? Well, I wouldn't want to be the guy, the guy on top. I feel like I get better. I don't know. You like to feel the weight down on you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like I want to. You like the warmth of another I wanna, man. I don't want to sit on another. My teammate, I don't know. They can't be comfortable. I feel like you'd be more comfortable on the luge and the bottom, you know? So you're not like, I don't know. That just looks weird. <laughs> it does look weird. And I got another one. The other one that I don't know which one I'd. Actually, I guess double luge is the one that I think is the weirdest. But the one that I really don't like is the biathlon. Where it's like once upon a time, a cross-country skier was like, I'm going to get a fucking gun and do this. So it's. The sport requires cross-country skiers to stop yeah. at regular intervals and shoot targets with little, like, twenty-two rifles. Um, to me, that one is just, I've, I've, n- it always seems to take the longest. Like, it gets a lot of coverage. And to me, it's always been the mo- least interesting one. Because cross-country skiing is already pretty boring. You know, I'll, I can't really speak on this much because I haven't watched it, but I'll get back to you on that. But it doesn't. Well, they call it hardcore cross country ski, so it's like up steep hills. That definitely looks exhausting, but I don't know why you have to add in the. They're going uphill and shit. Yeah, yeah, and they're also flying downhills. But it's like they do the whole thing with a gun on their back, and I just don't know why that is added. Yeah, I don't have much to say on this. I guess, um, you know, there's probably a small community of people that really root for that. I don't, or like they're, ex- I mean, I've never really seen anyone that's like super excited for the biathlon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seems to be kind of like a niche. You won't find anybody super excited for the biathlon. I wouldn't, except if you never will. compete in it, right? A lot of people you ask, they'll be like, what the hell is that? What's biathlon? And then you say, you get some skis and you get a gun. And you're like, all right, that sounds awesome. And you're like, but wait, it's not, though. <laughs> it's boring to watch. It might be fun to do, but it's super boring to watch. Yeah. Kinda, but then again, I also get entertainment like out of watching bowling. Well, I was going to say golf. I, I always tell people. Yeah, but golf is like the toughest sport on earth. You keep saying that. And it you I ever played it? Elaborate. I have. Is it the toughest, though? To hit a good shot? I mean, I think so. It's been the toughest sport that I've had to learn. My, I was watching that um, that father son one for like Tiger Woods and his son. Tiger Woods and um, Daly and his son. Shout out Tiger the goat. Uh, my stepdad was watching it with me, and he was telling me that golfing is something where like it doesn't matter like who's your dad or who isn't like it's all about you. Like it doesn't like 
the like he was like saying that like sometimes genetics don't necessarily matter like it's just like it's kind of like uh, you either have it or you don't in golf like you can doesn't matter how rich you are doesn't matter I think like, when you learn from the best materialism can only take you so far it really just comes down to skill with golf well I mean John Daly's kid is also a really excellent golfer as well so I think when you learn from the best it that and we were also have saying, you ever seen like the side by side videos of Tiger Woods and his yeah, kid golfing. I know, like how they do like all the same little mechanics and mm-hmm. little club twirl. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, I'm like if I had a little baby boy, I would want him to bowl just like me. That and Tiger Woods' son also has, uh, I mean, an infinite amount of access to golf courses. You know, as they own a few themselves, so I'm sure they that do. definitely helps for sure. So, but. I don't know if I'd say it's the toughest sport to learn. It's very – I respect golfers. I, I mean, think I think overall it's just, like, the toughest sport. Like, not physically on your body, but, like, just, like, the mental toughness and just, like, if you have the club face open one degree too much, see you later. So I can only re- – It's the most unforgiving, too. I can only relate through, like, disc golf in that sense. I can't – I've never golfed. I'm still learning how, but in the – the same philosophy of like missing a putt or a shot that'll like especially in disc golf for me i do feel how defeated you are afterwards like it it, your your confidence and your momentum is is very real in golf so it's just i i can imagine how difficult it is i respect golfers but at the same time i also thought it was really boring growing up i never wanted to watch it except well it's a lot more entertaining when you play it when you watch it after playing it it's a lot more entertaining i watched the masters oh i could do that yeah i did that once Mm -hmm. even if you golf poorly and you hit one great shot you'll like oh i can't wait to come back yeah but back to our initial question of which one which sport we want removed from the winter olympics i gotta say probably biathlon that's the one i care the least amount least about I know you were, I I knew what it was before you told me about it, and like I've never, ever had an interest in watching that, although, the double luge. See, but that cross the cross country skiing, like that part, the extreme cross country skiing, like, because a lot of times they come down to like neck and neck battles, and they're like just fighting across this flat, the flat, and then you see them just, just trucking uphill, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden like they're like oh, they hit this crest, and you just see them just like get down into their position where they're just like, all right, this is the only break I'm going to get. And then after this, it's all flatland. I got to shoot a dumb little gun, and then I got to get back up and get going. I think that would be so tough, like the endurance that would take. But so, but if it, 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 it loses me when they have to lay down and shoot that little gun. Because it just goes. Yeah. Like if they had to like. Does the crowd gasp when they miss a shot? I don't know. I will, so. Uh, I watched the airsoft pistol one. That's probably for like the Summer Olympics. But I, there was, that was a couple of years ago, a Viet uh, in Vietnam, one of the Vietnamese shooters is like a, for an airsoft pistol. I'm not gonna lie, this was actually super badass because he it was just like a, it came down to the last shot and his opponent shot first and he didn't hit a bullseye, but he scored high enough to where he he forced the Vietnamese shooter to be in a position where he has to shoot a bullseye. Either he shoots a bullseye or he loses, and he waited like five seconds, and then he pulled it, and he got the bullseye. And I'm not – I thought that was so badass. That was Vietnam's first ever gold medal. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. So Shit. in terms of, like, the sharpshooting, I can appreciate that. But biathlon, I don't know. I'd rather watch um, bobsled. I'm kind of looking forward I to that. I think I – what do you like more, the Winter Olympics or the summer? You know, Winter Olympics are so unique. Um, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, I don't – I've never really been that big on snowboarding or skiing, but I think it's cool. I Oh, actually, no, I changed my mind. I don't like the long jump. I changed my, – my, my vote would be, like, just, like, the long jump. Oh, for the skis? Yeah. I think that's pretty cool, actually. I don't like I – don't, I don't really care. It That's is kind of boring, boat. though. What about the aerials? Once you see one big jump, you've seen them all, man. Have you, do you know the aerials one where the skiers hit the one jump and they tuck their body like a figure skater and they do, like, three flips and, like, eight spins? <laughs> then they just land with their hands straight up? No. I'm like, dude, that's, like, that's all. That's cool, but yet it's also, like, so, like, dumb. 
Like, because I can't tell any of the tricks apart. They all look <laughs> yeah. the same. No. And then they all land with <gasps> with their hands up. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't land with your hands up, you're fucking out. Interesting. Land with your hands up or nothing. That reminds me of, like, gymnastics. Like Pretty much. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like the end trick at the, or I like at the uneven bars. So. Like, the final dismount that they do. Mm-hmm. Only they're, like, 40 feet higher in the air. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, comment in. Tell us what sport, if you had to choose. The what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? Which one would you have to remove from the uh, the Winter Olympics? Uh, what's your favorite, then? What's your favorite winter one? Um, Winter sport. I'd say team sport. It's probably hockey. Yeah, that's and, that. Uh, well, I don't want to jump into that. But, that's but the U.S. is not competing in it this year. It, like at all, I believe they're not. I think no college because, kids at all either. No, because I Whoa. think it's they're worried about COVID, yeah, stuff, and they don't they like their NHL season is currently going. It's mm-hmm. ongoing, so yeah, yeah, a lot of controversy there. But I also don't. like curling too, and then obviously everything. I'll watch snowboards. curling. Snowcross is pretty cool. If curling's on, I like to watch it because I love to watch them scream yeah, they're as like, they're ah, hard. That's I know. Funny. Anything snowboarding, I'm pretty happy about, especially this snowcross, yeah. where it's just like the four four snowboarders going down the hill, yeah. racing basically like motocross, but yeah, where it's just like on snowboards. Cool runnings. Every time cool. it puts me in the mood to watch cool setting. runnings. I'm excited for it's that. A great I think movie. that'd be great. Cool runnings. Every time. We did it. That movie. Yeah. And that just about wraps up our episode, folks. We did it. Number two in the books. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye.